Sydney, and welcome to the Holiday Moons Podcast, where we share our love for the holidays with you year-round. This is Cole, and I'm going to be talking about the Islamic commemoration of Ashura today. This is Beth, and Randy and I are going to be talking to you about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, the preview that we went to in Disney World this past week. Fun. Very, very fun. And in addition to that, this is Randy. We'll be doing a fall treat taste testing uh, at the end of this episode, so stay tuned for that. As always, we begin our podcast with our holiday happenings for the past week. Uh, obviously, Beth and I, as we mentioned, got to go down to Disney this past week. We got to go down and visit some places with the Andersons together, including Epcot. We got to go there for a day. We went to a Magic Kingdom after-hours event, which was all the way till 1 a.m., so that was a late night. We also went to an Escapology room. Uh, Escapology is the name of the company, and it's one of those rooms that, that you basically go in as a group, and you have to try to escape out of that. We have an hour. For us, it was Budapest Express, and we were looking for a murderer, and if we found who it was within the hour, the murderer would have been arrested and caught. Otherwise, the murderer would have gotten away. So what happened? So... We tried really hard. (laughs) The murder got away? What? He did. He did. But it was really one of the things that I really liked about it is that we were just a party of four. That is nice. And they let us go in as just a party of four. Like whatever size your group is, that the whole group goes in and they don't try to add other people in. Yeah. So it was a really neat thing for Randy and Trish and Eric and me to go in there and try to solve the clues, and it was a lot of fun. Based on how we did, it may have been helpful to have some other people in there with us. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> um, just noting. Well, you know, you're no uh, Hercule Poirot. <laughs> no. So definitely not. Yeah, and <laughs> kudos to anyone who gets that reference. Because I don't. <laughs> no, no, it's Murder on the Orient Express. That's the oh, detective. okay. He has a bunch of novels, but that's the... That's the most famous one. Gotcha. This was the Budapest Express. This was the, Buda- <laughs> the Budapest Express. And it was a really neat setup because we started out in a room, a, a train car, basically, one of the passenger cars, and eventually you go to another room and another room. Which we uh, didn't know there were other But rooms. we didn't know there were other rooms, so that kind of slowed us down. <laughs> and we used too much time in the first car and didn't proceed to the second and third one quick enough. How uh, was it like rumbling and stuff? No, it like, wasn't. It wasn't. No, that would have been really funny. That would have been funny. By a window. They did have scenes in the windows. They had yeah. snow in the windows. It was snowy. And one of the clues eventually ended up in the windows. So that was fun. Yeah. That funny. was really neat because when Dad pulled the blind up, it was a snowy scene outside and it was it was good. Yeah, was it was it blowing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, it was really neat. Yeah, so it was a lot of fun. For people that like those kind of escape rooms, this one, they kind of did a good job making clear you don't have to, like, pull the furniture apart. Right. Like, they set the boundaries, a, yes. Yeah. 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 You don't have to pick up any anything heavy. It's not going to be under there. Yeah. They did a really good job making sure we didn't waste our time with that. Right. Or destroy their car. Exactly. Right. The other fun thing about Disney this past week was that they have started the Halloween decorations at Magic Kingdom for the week. They did. So they had the fall... Pumpkins up. They had the scarecrow pumpkins up in the front. Uh, picture photo opportunities in different places. So, and I just love the fall down there because you know, it's so pretty with the greener, uh, the greenery, with the orangery, with the non-greenery. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> with the brown, with the leaves. Orangery. Yeah, so and the redery and the, the brownery. It's so pretty down there. So that was a lot of fun to, yeah. to get to be down there and hang out. The only issue was that it was. Like being inside of the sun. It was so hot down there. It was so hot, yeah. yeah. And you couldn't get away from it. We thought that if by going to a after-hours event, which was basically from 7 to uh, 1 a.m., 7 was the early time you could get in, but it went all the way to 1, that it would be cooler in the evenings, and it wasn't. It was yeah. just so hot. But Randy and Eric got Trish and I little battery-operated fans that you can just hang like a necklace. And so I just put mine on and sat there like a necklace and just kept blowing on my face and it was needed (laughs) so hot so those are uh, some fun things we did this past week and we'll talk a little bit more about star wars in a moment what other holiday happenings do we have for this week well first of all i was very jelly they (laughs) went to disney with all the wonderful fall decorations um one fun 
holiday happening is that the pumpkin spice latte is coming out on August 27th. Today is August 25th. So I'm very excited to have the pumpkin spice latte. Now is this more? Is this a preview like the other ones or is this out and it's done? It's This official. is the official release. Oh, nice. For the year. Yeah, okay. it's for 2019. And the other happening is that we had a crazy thunderstorm. Yeah, we did. We had lots of lightning and lots of trees were struck. Yeah, this was while Beth and I were in Florida. Mm-hmm. So the kids were like, hey, did you see the trees all knocked down? And when I went out today, I noticed a lot of people working on those trees, trying to cut them up into pieces and, and put them, yeah. get you know, them, get rid of them, put them away somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so it, it's definitely cooler today, though, here. Oh, so nice. Yes. It is. So in Florida last week, uh, there were times when the heat index made it feel like 104. Like 104. 104. So that was pretty hot. Here today, the high is like 75. I yeah. think it, it got a little warmer, but still the humidity is so low. It oh feels incredible. It does. A uh, very nice change of weather. All right. So with that, we will switch over to our topics for the day, beginning with yep. Cole. And you know what else is hot? Particularly hot. Arabia. Sure. <laughs> That's nice. Arabian very, nights. Very no. Arabian <laughs> days. Arabian days. Arabian nice. days. Very well known for being hot and very deserty. Again, this is sort of actually in my wheelhouse of history, which I'm excited to talk about. Not just any random history that you know <laughs> that we would like you to guys come about. across a topic you're like oh history of i don't know the coal arbor day is so history of, <laughs> history of bubble gum you like his, you're a historian cole <laughs> that's like some interesting like, no, no nope that's topic not again <laughs> again my specialty was central asia a lot of studying islam so in the islamic calendar there's not a traditional celebration of the new year, but the first month of that calendar is considered a holy month. So this first month is called Muharram, and the first part of it is set aside for the remembrance of the death of Hussein ibn Ali. And Hussein ibn Ali is the grandson of the Prophet Muhammad, who was martyred at the Battle of Karbala, which was which is referred to as the Battle of Karbala, but was not much of a battle. But I'm going to get into that in a minute. Some of us, I originally wrote most of us on my sheet here, but I rewrote it to some of us. So some of us know that there are two different sects of Islam. What sort of we would think of as maybe denominations, but they're a little different than the denominations that are in Christianity in terms of how they function. But there's the Shia and the Sunni. Uh, and that's an important distinction for this particular holy commemoration. So in the simplest way that I can possibly explain it, because it gets extremely complicated, there's a lot of extremely complicated stuff about this holiday that, you know, I was starting off like, oh, I could just, I'll just research this and see what this says. But it's like, oh, okay, well, then I have to research this and yeah. I have to know what this thing is and... It takes um, you down rabbit yeah, trails. It takes, it takes me down a lot of rabbit trails. But in the simplest way I can explain Sunni and Shia, most of the Prophet Muhammad's followers wanted the community of Muslims to determine who would secede him. But a smaller group thought that it was his bloodline, his family, that should take the mantle after he died. And the smaller group favored Ali, who was married to Muhammad's daughter, Fatima. So the first group who wanted to choose, uh, became the Sunni, and the second group who wanted Muhammad's bloodline became the Shia. I believe that I managed to mention the Umayyad Caliphate in a previous episode because I try to incorporate as much of my history into everything as I possibly can. <laughs> um, but the Umayyad Caliphate was the first major Islamic empire, and prior to his death, the Umayyad ruler, Wa'iya, appointed his son Yazid as his successor uh, in violation of something called the Hassan Wa'iya Treaty. And this treaty essentially dictated that the ruler of the caliphate, being chosen by the Sunni people, 
was not allowed to choose his own successor. So Muayya violated this by appointing his son Yazid as the successor. And Hussein, who was the grandson of the Prophet Muhammad, refused to pledge allegiance to Yazid, even though it could mean sacrificing his life. Because at this point, the, the Umayyad Caliphate was the largest empire in the world, stretched from North Africa all the way over into India. Uh, and they attempted to push further into India, but they were stopped by Indian Rajput kings. But Hussein refused to pledge allegiance to Yazid, and as a consequence, he left Medina and took refuge in Mecca. So when he was in Mecca, the people of Kufa sent letters to him asking for his help and pledging allegiance to him. So he traveled towards Kufa, but at a place called Karbala, his caravan was ambushed and he was killed and beheaded. So that's what they refer to as the Battle of Karbala. <laughs> um, it should be the ambush of Karbala? Yeah, it was really, it was more like the massacre of Karbala, but they refer to it as a battle because Hussein ibn Ali and his guards fought against the ambushing force. So it's that's much more of a martyrdom. So Ashura to many, particularly among the Shia population, is a day to commemorate that martyrdom of Hussein ibn Ali. It's marked by Muslims with a voluntary day of fasting, and it also commemorates the day Noah left the ark, and the day that Moses was saved from the Egyptians by God. Oh, so that's interesting that they also include those other two events as part of their beginning mm-hmm. holy month. So because the commemoration of Hussein ibn Ali is primarily Shia, these two events, Noah leaving the ark and Moses being rescued by God, is sort of a lot of the Sunni, a lot of where their celebration comes from oh, Okay, on their side. So there's a number of rituals which center on celebration and or mourning, which is associated with Ashura. A lot of these uh, include memorial services and the visitation of Hussein's tomb in Karbala, especially on the occasion of the 10th day of Ashura or the 40th day from the battle. So for Shia Muslims, the commemoration of Ashura is not a festival, but it's a sad event. But Sunni Muslims view Ashura as a victory that God gave to Moses. So there's often fasting, giving of blood donations, giving food to the poor during this time, communal cooking, processions of varying culture depending on where you are in the world, and certain traditional uh, flagellation rituals take place during this time, uh, such as Talwarzani. And if you don't know what flagellation ritual is, it's essentially self-harm using an instrument at this point. So in a lot of cases, um, it involves the back and using it to sort of give yourself lashes as a way to suffer like a martyr. Some of these include Talwarzani, which is used with a sword, which is less common now. It's used with a Talwar. And other rituals include the use of a Zanjir, which is uh, a little more common than the sword practice still, but it's essentially a chain with blades on it. Ooh, ow. Which is, like I said, more common now than the use of a sword on the back, as the use of a Talwar... Uh, which is condemned now by many in the Shia community. I actually own a talwar, so I have it over here, so I wanted to bring it over to show you guys what that looks like. Oh, okay. So, of course, the listener can't see what I'm holding here. Oh, my gosh, I can't imagine. So it's very large. It's like what, a curved curved blade? It's curved. So a talwar is is a Persianate sword, which means that it sort of comes from the the region of Iran over sort of into North India. Would um, you say it's three feet long? About three feet long? It's about, it's about three feet long. Yeah. Um, typically, short handle, very large, very thick, and very heavy. Is the end part like a two-sided blade? No, it is a, it's single-aged. Oh, okay. 
It is, it is beveled at the top, yeah. but I don't mm-hmm. think it's to the blade. Yep. Wow. So that's what they used. Well, you could reach a lot with that because it's so long. Right. But it also looks incredibly sharp. Right. Depending on where you are in the world and I guess what time period you're in, too. When they first started, it would have been they would have been actual swords that they would have been using. Many nations have completely banned self-flagellation, such as Iran, which is the world's only major Shia-majority country in the world. And Ashura is compulsory among Shia populations, but is not so among Sunni populations. Particularly, taking a backseat to Ramadan in terms of significance of holiness among the Sunni. And again, this varies depending on where you live. But uh, different Shia groups celebrate Ashura in a lot of different ways, depending on where you are. Um, groups like Hazaris, Ahwazi, Jafaris, and Kizilbash, which I wanted to throw in because I studied that group extensively when I was in college. So that's fun for me, if even if nobody else recognizes that name. <laughs> so they all commemorate Ashura differently. So it's like a lot of Islamic holy celebrations or commemorations in that it's really rooted in history, humility, fasting, and in commemoration. That's a look into Ashura. Like I said, it kind of took me down a rabbit hole because there's a lot of complex and intricate things about this kind of religious commemoration or celebration, depending on where you are in the world. And that just gives you some idea of how complicated that is. One thing that we can do is we can post a picture of maybe a Talwar and a uh, Zanjir too to give you sort of a look at what those would what those would be like. Good idea. Yeah, great. Thanks, Cole. Thank you, Cole, for sharing that. Yeah. As Beth mentioned in the beginning of the episode, uh, she and I had the opportunity to go to the preview of Batu in Galaxy's Edge and in Hollywood Studios at Disney World. Yes. Now this is the same land that opened up in Disneyland a few months ago and they're now officially open to the general public. This version that just is opening now in Hollywood Studios, in fact the official opening is the 29th. Yeah. So next week to the general public. Right. This was just a preview. They've done previews for cast members They've done previews for uh, annual pass holders, which Beth and I are annual pass holders, and as well as some other uh, specific groups. So this was not a full up, everything open, everything working. We were kind of limited as what we were able to do based on uh, when I got into the uh, special request system once I was notified that I could then apply to get in. Not everybody got in. We got in and were able to do the, the one main ride attraction. But they also have smaller... They're not attractions. I guess there'd be experiences like mm-hmm. build your own droid. Well, that was the only one that... I would I say that's an attraction, probably. Build your, and then yeah. the cantina was open. We didn't get into that. They also had a lightsaber workshop experience. The lightsaber workshop was open, but the experience part, they wasn't open at all yet. So Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is a whole section of the park... Um, It's a very large area of the park. It's amazing. So we were scheduled to go in to Galaxy's Edge at 9 o'clock in the morning. So we got there a little bit early because we weren't sure what check-in was going to be or anything like that. So, But that was all very simple. They just checked our annual pass holder cards and we went in. They said, have fun. And the way it's laid out in Hollywood Studios is that you go through this tunnel that's near... The Muppets attraction and the the long walkway of what's that called? That walkway that has the cityscape on the right side. Guess what I'm talking about? Hollywood something, right? Yeah, I forget what it's called. Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's. I think it's Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. So you walk down that that way. That's the entrance. The exit, which isn't open yet, is actually into the, the Toy Story Land part of Hollywood Studios. But they actually just have this exit the same way we came in. So you go through this tunnel, and the land itself is... Um, and the tunnel is completely themed. Yeah, the, the tunnel starts the theming, uh, as does the sounds and, and things like that as you go through. Um, as you walk through, you're walking into a section that is the resistance section of 
Batu. So Batu is the pl- name of the planet. The Black Spire is the name of the city on the planet that you're visiting. So you're entering into the woods that's just outside of the city of Black Spire. And that's where the resistance is set up. The resistance are the good guys, for those of you who don't know. Um, Just and, to clarify. Yeah, and that is where the major second attraction will open up this December. So it, there's a delay between the first attraction and the second one. The second one opens up this December, and that's the section that you walk through, is my understanding. So the first thing you start to see is that there are trash cans that are Star Wars-ish themed. There are large uh, spacecraft, like there's a big X-wing fighter that's landed in one little grassy section by some trees, and you kind of walk through um, this little area to get to Black Spire, uh, which is the outpost city that you're going to. The planet of Batu is called on Galaxy's Edge because it's literally on the edge of the galaxy. It's an area that very few people in the Star Wars universe go to. It tends to be smugglers and like nefarious things going on as well <laughs> yeah. as resistance section and the First Order. So we got to go through um, all the way up to the Black Spire City and what we wanted to do, what Beth and I wanted to do was to visit the main ride that was available which was called Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run. So as you go into the city of Black Spire, then you're in the midst of, you're living in Star Wars, basically. There's just huge buildings all around you. All Everything was themed to the max um, as you go through. So, but it we was wanted like a to, different world. It was definitely a different world. And we wanted to wind our way back to Smuggler's Run, which was on the Millennium Falcon. So you walk around a corner and the Millennium Falcon is kind of revealed to you right in front of you. And you can go right up to it. They have a kind of a gate around it, so you can't go under it, but you can go right up to it. Mm-hmm. It's like full-sized, too. Yeah, it's amazing. huge. Yes, and themed, like, all the details of on the surface, like, of all the wiring and mm-hmm. the... Oil spills. Yeah, the, oil, the pipes <laughs> and the all that kind of stuff is all right there. And sometimes Chewbacca character, in full character, will come out and he'll inter- interact with the crowd, but he'll also sometimes try to fix his Millennium Falcon and he'll yell at it like he does in the <laughs> movies and he'll hit it with a wrench or you know whatever tools he has there. Um, so we went there first and the line itself takes you around the Millennium Falcon. So a lot of opportunities to take pictures and kind of just be in awe of it. Then you go into the ride and the ride itself is a opportunity to smuggle some goods for the proprietor of that uh, organization. Basically, he's asking us to smuggle some things out and to get some things back from the First Order. So when you go in, you're kind of queued up and you talk to the proprietor, which is Hondo Onaka. And he basically tells us what he's looking for, which is for us to fly the Millennium Falcon in and out. So you go in to the ride, you get queued up, and you basically are given one of three jobs. And there's two sets of these jobs per flight. So there's two pilots, two gunners, and two engineers. So the first time we got through, we were designated as gunners. We were. I was so excited. Yes. (laughs) And I was I was disappointed. I thought I well I wanted to be a pilot. But because Beth was so excited to be a gunner and your I think your comment was I wanted to shoot something. (laughs) I said I always wanted to be a gunner. (laughs) (laughs) I I want to shoot and I didn't know that about you, that you always wanted to be a gunner. It was so exciting. <laughs> so they, they queue you up into groups, and eventually you go um, in groups of six into the, the front end of the Millennium Falcon. And everything, I know, you know, those of you that follow Disney stuff, you've already seen all this online, but I can say that it is just like the Millennium Falcon. It's the amazing. colors, the textures, um, it, it looks used and kind of worn in, inside and out. Yep. The shapes, everything are, you know, right from Star Wars. So so it's so much fun. So you, you go in, you sit down, and then basically they tell you, you don't have to be good at video games. You don't need to be good at much to fly the, the Millennium Falcon. Um, you get points if your group as a whole follows through on the tasks that you're given and that you fly well. But if you don't, you still have the same fun in the ride. So the first time we went through, we were gunners. So our jobs were to shoot things when it got to that point in the simulation. And it's basically 
a simulation in front of you so you can see that you're flying through the front windows. It's huge. It's a huge front window area. Yeah. And it goes off to the side some. But it's one of those things that I kept moving out. It's like the seats were behind each other. Right. And I kept peeking out because I wanted to keep watching what we were doing. Right. It was so fun. And then next to you are your panels. where you, That's where your buttons and flashing things are that you're going to have to do. The pilots have controllers in front of them. And then the engineers in the back have buttons in their stations as well. So The engineer's job is to fix things right. that happen. Yes, as the, you guys run into things, as the pilots run into things, or we're hit with um, uh, laser cannons or whatever, they're back there fixing things. Right. So we got to go in and be the gunners. Our job was to shoot things. We did a good job shooting things. So fun. Towards the great. end, we had to shoot a missile. Beth didn't hear the missile because there's a lot going on. Not only do you have the screens in front of you to watch and the flashing lights next to you, but the whole thing is moving right. as you hit things or move forward. You, the whole ship is moving. And then you also have the sound. So Hondo is actually telling you what to do. He says, engineers, do this. Gunners, do this. Pilots, do this. And then lights flash brighter when he wants you to do something specific next to you. If it's your first time in and you're me, it was all just, there was so much to see and experience that some of the stuff just went right past me. Right. Because I was so busy watching the front and shooting things and it was just, it was just an amazing right. experience and I just didn't even hear the first time through. I don't think I even heard Hondo talking to me because I was... Right engrossed in the everything else scene in the right. situation right. which is why you missed the call to fire our missiles i know i missed it so that i only <laughs> i only fired one missile so we only knocked this um there's this thing holding this long wire so we only knocked out half of it so we couldn't get the the other half undone. <laughs> because i didn't shoot yes. my missile so um you should have shot another missile no you only get one on each side and i wanted to shoot a missile right but we did fine, and it was fun. And then when you come out, if you do badly, if you run into a lot of things, then parts of the Millennium Falcon as you're walking out are like lighting up and flashing, and there's like <laughs> electric sizzling sounds, and and there's a voice over top talking about how there's going to be a lot of work to fix the the Falcon and that sort of thing. So that's kind of fun. So they give you grief. Yeah, they give you a little bit of grief, and they give you a score. They show you. How much you got for Hondo versus how much he's it's going to cost to fix the, the and Falcon. And he tells you that, yeah. too. He and he kind of walks through end. it at the end. So He's like, well, yeah. this, we got this much, but, you know. The- <laughs> to, to, for the cost of fixing the Falcon, here's, yeah. the, here's the amount. And so we ended so up you, with this much. Yeah. So right. you, basically, he's he's a thief. So, <laughs> so what was your margin, basically? He's going to take, yeah. take as Is much that, as possible yeah. from you. He, the return on investment. You right, know, exactly. Right, for him. But you don't really get to see how well you did against other ships or anything. So, you, yeah. you know, you don't really know your own score mm-hmm. and how they compare. So, that was our first time through. We got a score. I was guessing it was bad just based on what we did. Um, so, then the second time through, we went back to back. We got to be pilots. So, because Beth missed the missile shooting... I let her sit in the right seat of the Falcon, the Millennium Falcon, which is the seat that pulls the lever to go to the hyperspace. So cool. So she was um, happy that I yeah. granted her that seat, even though that's really where I wanted to sit. Did you, but, uh, did you say, punch it, Bethy? <laughs> no, but he, Hondo says that. I didn't realize. He said, since you didn't get to do the missile, do you want to pull the lever into hyperspace? And I was like... Yes, I do. (laughs) So he let me. So we got in and we're the pilots. And I controlled left and right. Oh my gosh, he did such a great job. (laughs) He did. And the ship is is very sensitive, so it moves very easily. And there's a little bit of a lag between you going left and right. So it tries to act like a real ship would, in a sense. So I'm going left and right, but I noticed that where like the nose is dragging for some reason. And I was telling Beth, pull up, pull up, pull up. She goes, I am, I'm all the way pulled up. I'm like, I am pulled up. I don't know what's going on. And I had it pushed the whole way to oh, the front, gosh. the yeah. lever. Well, apparently to go up, you have to push I'm back. like, no, that's that's down. You need to pull it back towards you. Yeah, that was like, and you oh. Said, you said, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I said, yeah, you're kind of right. It doesn't really make sense, but... But that's the way it is in, in that world. So, um, so I pulled up. Yeah, so you that's good. Pulled up. You went to hyperspace. At one point, I was supposed to break, but I didn't 
because I didn't know that there was a break. So they're like, break, break, break. I'm looking for a break button. Couldn't find one, so we hit something. The Millennium Falcon never breaks. Yeah. So then, so we did better on that one. We did. We got a better score on that one because we got actually got one of the things from the Resistance. Yeah, we did. We brought yeah. it back. So then later, uh, after we went some other places, we went for a third time. In that group, we were engineers. So we got to do every position once. We were engineers. Uh, the big thing for the engineer is fixing things. So you're pushing a lot of buttons that he tells you about. And then you have to shoot the harpoons at one point. So we yeah. both heard that part. Got yeah. to shoot the harpoons. Once, after the first time I went through, it was easier for me to then hear everything else around me and, and see everything else. You weren't quite so else. overwhelmed. Right. Yeah. And you are assigned either a pilot or a gunner or an engineer completely randomly yes whoever's in line yeah right i mean and, and you get the ticket right and it says who you are on it so yeah and what color so you have different teams and we noticed that they have a single rider line there a lot of times the single riders are assigned to be engineers so they're kind of like the worst job because they're the furthest back <laughs> um, not as cool yeah but to i be, did great as an engineer yeah, yeah. i got it it's not like it's a bad star. job but of the three it's i would the absolutely want to be a pilot yeah, like there's not any yet any doubt. In my the gunner mind. was fun because you did get to shoot. You, know, you get so to make a pew things. pew sounds because <laughs> you're shooting. Um, so yeah, that, so that was all fun. And the last group we did got the best score we got of all of them. I think we got two of the containers, so our score is higher. And as a result, we had like a little extended scene at the end. So uh-huh. that was nice. And there wasn't as much stuff sizzling or making sounds as we left <laughs> at the end. Yeah. Yeah, they were like, oh, you guys did a good job. So I thought, okay, so that was a good score, whatever that was. So that was a lot of fun uh, to go to on Smuggler's Run so we multiple did it times. three times. Yep, three times. There's a lot of shops. Mostly what else was open was food and shops. And they're all crazy themed. I mean, there's just so much you theming there. there. I could spend days in there and just not see everything. Just look around, yeah. Um, they have this one place that is the uh, Andar's Den of Antiquities. That had so much stuff on the walls, everywhere. In fact, all the places are just decked out with stuff from the books, the cartoons, the movies. You can find stuff that you are familiar with from a Star Wars perspective. And they have, like, um, kind of like the, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter on the Universal side, they have these, like, events. Like, building a droid is, like, more, it's not just you go buy a droid, you actually have to create it and they help you create it so it's more of an experience and you create they help you create your its personality so so yeah. just for context when i was young like 10 and like when i first started liking star wars i would have loved a small r2d2 droid like that was like my my dream to have and at the time they only had the ones that would go back and forth you know the the, the really cheap ones yeah well, I mean, they weren't cheap. No, they the weren't time. cheap, but they were like, you know, they didn't do much. So now I'm like, ooh, my money is going to drain. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, to make a lightsaber, I think the starting price is like $200 oh, gosh. for that experience. Yeah. A droid, I think, is around 50 but like, that's without the special personalities. The personality chip yeah. that you can purchase. Yeah. There's a bunch of different personalities you can purchase. And then you can probably upgrade too i'm guessing that there's a lot of opportunity yeah. to spend more money yes uh, yeah. yeah so how much for a human sized droid <laughs> <laughs> they have real ones they always talked about having droids actually just running around the land but uh-huh. they realized that those are big heavy things and they might run over somebody and they there could be a lawsuit <laughs> yeah. but they have them places like they had a full-size r2d2 mm-hmm. in the yeah. droid shop in like a little room next to the droid shop yeah. And you um, had a little video of yeah. it, and it was so cute. Yep. It looked just like it. It acted just like it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Great sounds and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot of great little shops to go to. Um, you really need to spend the time talking to people and interacting with people because they're all in that world. They don't yeah. know what a, like a cell phone is. They call mm-hmm. it a data pad. Oh, yeah. In fact, um, there were some stormtroopers walking around uh, with Kylo Ren, and they have... They can talk in stormtrooper voices and say whatever they want to. Like it, it used to be that they were pre-recorded messages, but now they can basically interact with you, and it sounds like a stormtrooper voice coming yeah. through. As does Kylo Ren. There were pairs of stormtroopers just walking around right. too, without Kylo harassing Ren. people, telling, <laughs> asking people what they were doing and why they were doing it, asking for identification, yeah, or um, 
like you have you're taking a picture with them they're like what are you what are you doing with that device what is that device right and then they'd say trying to say what it was and the one was really funny said so it's a data pad and um she was like yes and then later they were behind us and the one stormtrooper was saying everybody's looking at their data pad data pad data pad data pad (laughs) and then then he paused and goes I want a data pad. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then the other one said, "Roger that." <laughs> yeah, so they were they were really it funny. Was funny. They they tended to be a little sarcastic in their humor. So yeah, it was great. Yeah, and, it was really great. So correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't people not allowed to have their lightsabers, lightsabers out? out? They're not the supposed. To, they're not supposed to because lightsabers are indication of Jedi, mm-hmm. right? So they're not. They're supposed to keep their lightsabers in these long. Basically, sheath. sheaths of some sort. Well, they have special carriers that you can purchase too. Right, of course. Uh, but so, if, so straps. Yeah, <laughs> but sometimes people don't listen and they pull them out anyways. And the stormtroopers come over and they'll like say, "Be careful with that Jedi." <laughs> yeah, they'll say like little sarcastic things, like you know, making fun of you a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's all good. They also have a couple good high characters like Chewbacca walks Ray. around. Ray walks around, yeah. and then there's a third character that seems to have come from one section of one book. So I don't think many people would know who she was unless they really looked it up. Um, but they had other interesting things there. They had like a cantina. Everyone thinks of the cantina from Tatooine yes. in the very first movie, The New Hope. Uh, it's not that one. I, mean, <laughs> but it does, I don't even know that movie. <laughs> uh, um, it's got fun music in it, though, and a lot of fun <laughs> different drinks and things like that. Again, it's a special place, so they kind of limit the amount of time that you can spend there. And they have special drinks, special mm-hmm. food, things like that. So fun. They also have a milk stand, which is not really milk. Yeah, but there's two types of milk <laughs> that are famous in Star Wars. Blue milk and green milk. So... We got yeah, one of each. Yeah, we got one of each. You have to try both. The blue milk was a little fruitier. The green milk was a little more citrusy. I didn't think, based on what people said, it sounded like the green milk was going to be horrible. It wasn't <laughs> horrible at all. I actually liked it better than the blue milk. So. And I preferred the blue milk, so yeah. it actually worked out. But we were in line to get pictures taken, and a lady behind me said, Is that really milk? And I said, No, it's more like a slushy. Yes. And she said... I was wondering, because I really didn't want to drink milk. And I said, on a hot floor today? (laughs) Yum. I don't know why you wouldn't want to have milk out here. Yes. Yeah, but they were both very good, especially on a hot day. There's a lot of places for taking photos in front of different ships and with different people. And they have some um, special photo ops where they'll put aliens in the pictures with you. Um, And there were plenty of photo pass photographers. Yeah. And there's a lot of little um, special things that they put around like in the place that you can refill your water container they have a, a water bubbler whatever you would call it over top of it and from there a little alien eyeball will come up occasionally and look at you um, there's a lot of little animatronics different places in shops that if you're looking for them you know you can take See, pictures of, yeah they're really cute though little different things that are well, you said, you said in the one shop they had like stuffed alien heads. And, yeah, it was um, like definitely um, like a full size wampa yep. up there too, which was the like big abominable snowman thing yeah. from the fifth episode. Yeah, that was in Andar's den of antiquities. So um, obviously, we're not going to get into all this, all the detail because there's just so much there. And I encourage you guys, if you're interested in going to Star Wars Land, a couple things. One, you don't need to know so much about Star Wars to go and to enjoy yourself. You don't have to be good at video games and things like that to do the rides. Correct. You'll just walk through and, and enjoy them just like you would any other ride in the parks. A lot more is coming. Another ride is coming. They're still trying to figure out some of the details about people flow and all that sort of thing. But a lot of fun things to do. I think it's probably by itself um, worth a day or two, just personally, um, yeah. to go through. Because there's just so much to take in in that part of the park now. Yeah, right. and I can't wait for uh, me and Cole to see it in person um, when we go in October as a family. That's right. Yeah. That will be a lot of fun. Oh, another thing I forgot to say is that they have a lot of things in their own language, which is Arabesh. And they actually will give you a decoder, and they actually have a little app yep. online you can do it. Oh, so if you're so looking cool. for the restrooms, usually they'll put things in English 
and arabesh if it's something really important but sometimes the things are just an arabesh and and you can either kind of get used to looking at it which i did or you can have the little decoder that's really funny as you had you have he has a little pamphlet open here mm-hmm. i didn't realize there was a decoder yeah as he had it open it has the the name of something in arabesh yeah and then in English above it. Yeah. And as I was just looking over, I was starting to decode it. Yeah, you can start to get used to it. Without the decoder at all. Yeah. I was just like, oh, okay. This is the pattern. So that's right. an E, that's a T, that's, you know, right. that's an M. But that's really cool. That is cool. Yeah. So just, very fun. That, that's cool detail. that it's not a full, like, other language that you have to learn. Right. 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 Yeah. Like if they had a, a Lord of the Rings land and they put Elvish on everything. <laughs> well, apparently, apparently in the Disneyland... Park, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, they were calling the bathrooms refreshers, not restrooms, not bathrooms. Oh, no. So in Arabesh, it said refresher, uh-huh. and when somebody would ask for the restroom or the bathroom, they would say they don't, they didn't know what they were talking about. So there was these circumstances where somebody really needed to find a restroom or bathroom. Yeah. So I noticed in our version, well, our version, the Florida version, the one we go to, it says restroom. Okay. Very so clearly, in English, <laughs> restroom. <laughs> So they are learning as they go. Yeah. yeah, but the restroom is even themed. It was incredible. Yes, the even restroom the restroom is, is themed. It yes, it's still obvious, so you know how to use it. Yes, but it's themed. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So lots of fun, lots of things to uh, look forward to again going with the kids this fall to see that. So that was fun, and one of the things we didn't get a chance to do while we were in Star Wars Land was taste a lot of the foods because we had limited time and a lot going on. But Disney in general is known for its snacks. Yes. And yummy, yummy snacks it has. Mm -hmm. So we were able to get a couple things that we've never had before that we wanted to do a family taste test for. And then I got some other things also fall related. So these are all fall related snacks. Two of them are from Disney. And then the rest are not. Okay. Okay. They're all things that we've never had, I don't think. Okay. All right. I don't know. I've eaten a lot of weird things before. That's true. Okay, the first one is... Disney. Happy Halloween candy corn popcorn. (laughs) What? From Disney. Okay. All right, so we're going to open that up. It's got a cute little orange bow that you just ruined. And the popcorn itself is white and yellow and orange. Well, it actually has candy corn in it? Yes, it does. So I've just opened it. And it definitely smells like popcorn. Okay. All right, so we get everybody some. It looks like this one has a little candy corn attached. All right, so, so. The, it is yellow, orange, white popcorn. Right. With And it's kind of, a, I'd coated. say, a little tacky. So little it's a coated. It's sticky. coated with something. Coated. Mm-hmm. Corn face here. It's like, okay, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to put one of each type at the same time so I can get the full... Oh, and some of mine have like a piece of melted candy corn. Yeah, actually on it. Squishing cool. multiple together. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. So okay. let's, uh, do we want to do a countdown yeah. to yes. try it? Okay. All right. Three, two, two one. one. Oh, that's very sweet. <laughs> mm, that's really good. Sweet. It doesn't taste super like candy corn. Mm-mm. No. It tastes more just like candied popcorn. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. colored candy popcorn mm-hmm. with candy corn in it. The candy corn now, that tastes like candy corn. Right. It's very chewy. Yeah. So as a Halloween treat, right, we as moons put peanuts and mm. candy corn together for a sweet, salty yeah. treat. But this isn't really like the sweet, salty because the There's popcorn really isn't salty. salty. No. Well, that was a good taste test. So do you think you guys would get that now that you've tasted it? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. No. no. Just because it's too chewy for me. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. If I love one popcorn, it's usually because of the saltiness. Yeah. That kind of thing. I normally don't like most like candied popcorn because it's caramel, and I don't like caramel. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's really good. I really enjoy that. Yeah, I liked it too. Okay, the second one is also from Disney Magic Kingdom. It's the Pumpkin Spice Frosted Pretzels. What? What? I love everything with pretzels. <laughs> All right. I love everything about pumpkin spice. All right, to pick a couple of those. There we go. Wow, okay. she got like five, and I got one and a half. There you go. Thank you. Okay, so smell it first. <laughs> smell it. Mm. Oh, okay. it does have very pumpkin-y. Yeah, yep. it's got that pumpkin spice flavor. Okay, too. I'm gonna oh. count down because I love pumpkin spice. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Is everyone ready? Yep. All right, so you do the countdown. All right, three, two, one. Wow, that's really good. It is really good. It's really good. Yeah, it's not a strong pumpkin spice flavor, which is really nice. It's so 
So good. I don't know. I think it's it's very pumpkin-y. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not an overwhelming pumpkin flavor, but it's pumpkin when okay. you taste it. Compared to the pumpkin spice latte, this is light. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things that I was a little worried about when I saw the bag is that these things are, like, coated. Yeah. Really coated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I was thinking... <laughs> cool, like it. I was thinking it was going to be super sweet. Mm-hmm. And it's actually not super sweet. Not it's like mellow. Yeah, you could just leave that bag with me. <laughs> and it's a, ch- a white chocolate, I would guess. Yeah. Coating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the pretzels are like the small, yeah. twisted pretzels. Right. In so, the Mickey head shapes. All right, so now that you've tasted it, good? Good. Yep. Best one yet. Would you get it? Yes. Yep. I don't That's- know. I would share mine with mom. Yeah, I was going to say, I would take a bite of Sydney's. I, would I, don't, have, I don't think I'd buy a whole one myself. Yeah, I'm the same way. But I, I don't think I could have eat a whole one myself, but I would get it. Now, the next ones are not from Disney, okay. but they're something you can get locally at like a Cracker Barrel. And they are fall-themed treats. So the first one we're going to do is the Pumpkin Pie Almonds. And they're basically candy-coated uh, almonds is what okay. they are, right? And they, they are... Beautiful fall colors. One's an orange spice looking, and one is a. I'm a I would call that an oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> they came rolling out yeah. a little too much. So it's a, I need like three, maybe. <laughs> okay. Yeah, All right. Two. Yeah. Yeah. We're good. All right. So we each have like two or three of these candy coated almonds in these really pretty colors. They are. They're really. Pretty. So I'm gonna eat two of one color each. Are we I want to eat down? separately. Okay. Ready? Yep. Okay. Three, two, two one. one. Hmm. You like it, Mom? <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. So, two of us have decided that they didn't like it. No. Yeah. I, it's fine. Like, if somebody had these, I'd probably steal a couple. Mm-hmm. Like, um, if they were in a candy dish, you'd go ahead and graze on them? I'd go ahead and... Yeah, I'd take a few, but... I would not. I don't know. Ah, there we go. Hmm. I was like, what are those flavors... So it's roasted almond with cinnamon, ginger, nutmeg, and cloves. So there's a lot of spices all mixed Because when you taste it, you're like, okay, yeah, this has a lot going on. But I like the spices. I, I think do. it's the almond part. I think it's the two. I think that if this was uh, cashews covered in the same coating. That you would like them? Like, I would like See, them. See, I love almonds, so maybe yeah. that's part of it, too. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like, like almonds. I feel like it's too much spice and nothing balancing it out. Yeah, I feel like there's a little bit of a clash between almond and coating there. So, now you've tried it. Yes or no? No. It's a no for me. Right. Um, if I had it sitting in front of me, I would I would munch on them. I wouldn't eat a lot of them, but I like them. Yeah, because they're, they're very sweet. I mean, they have a lot of sweet taste to them. I like the spices. I like the... It really is the like a pumpkin part pie. Are good, yeah. It's, it's those kind of flavors yeah. that are there. Yeah, it's pumpkin pie almonds, so right. it definitely has that, that flavor to it. But I, they would be fun to have out, and I would probably eat a few of them, like, right. I, like with people over or whatever, but I wouldn't want a bunch of them. Okay, that was that one. And then we'll, last one for today, because we'll have some more potentially in the future. This is a Hershey's Candy Corn chocolate bar. All right. I hope it's as yummy as the... Uh, does it actually say chocolate? It's candy corn cream with candy bits, is what it says. Okay. Hmm. So it's kind of a white chocolate coloring. How many do you want, Cole? I'll take yeah, a section there. That's And then it's um, Hershey's, so they're each broken into section pieces. Just like Hershey's hmm. bars are. It's an interesting smell. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very sweet smell. Very sweet yeah. smell. It almost, it doesn't smell like candy corn. It all just smells like <laughs> candy corn <laughs> cream with candy bits. Okay, ready? Uh-huh. Ready? Three, Three two, two, one. I, I taste candy corn. No. <laughs> That's a no for both. <laughs> That's just a no for me. It's very, very sweet. It's super sweet. It's so sweet, I can't taste anything. Like If it's supposed to be candy corn, I can't taste candy corn in it. I can. I can taste candy corn. Mm-hmm. You can taste candy corn in that? Mm-hmm. That's hard. It's so sweet. It's really hard to get past that initial yeah. burst of sweetness. What do you think, Sid? That's a no for me. So it has like little um, dots of color. Mm-hmm. And one was kind of sticking out. So I tasted that and that tasted like candy corn. Mm. 
So, like, I think the little dots. So it might be it like almost, a white cream with the dots. Yeah, being of candy from. corn. It almost reminds me of the um, cookies and cream, hmm. where the cookie part is the you know the the brown spots in mm-hmm. the cookie, mm-hmm. but right. it, it's so sweet. Yeah. That you can't taste. The you're, candy not gonna, corn. <laughs> you're not gonna want to eat a lot of it, I don't think. No. Yeah. I, I took a couple nibbles. I would eat a couple of the little squares. Right. At a time. Just well and I'm generally it. not a super sweet food kind of person. Right. I'm always gonna favor salty over sweet. Right. Which and is, is pretty sweet. Which is why a lot of times I really like things with pretzel. Right, mm-hmm. because they have a lot of usually they're salted yeah, so a little well, better mix. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So of those four that we did, the Hershey candy corn bar, the pumpkin pie almonds, the pumpkin spice frosted pretzels from Disney, and the candy corn popcorn from Disney. What was your favorite? Both of the Pump- Disney's. Both of the Disney's. Okay. Pumpkin spice chocolate covered pretzels. Okay, frosted pretzels. They were yeah. definitely the highlight. Why don't you? Uh, why don't you bring those on over? Here? <laughs> what did you think? Of? <laughs> um. I don't really know. I know that the popcorn is at the bottom. Oh, okay. Really? Yes. Um, I just that I can't get past the chewiness. Mm. Um, you I heard really it here. Beth doesn't like to chew. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Other than that, it's funny. Like, um, did, but you like the pumpkin pie almonds. I did. Just not a lot, but I like them mixed in with other nuts as a fall treat. Mm-hmm. And I would eat them, and I think that they would be fun. Yeah, I'm the, I, I think my favorite was the pumpkin spice frosted pretzels. I think yep. those were the top. The popcorn and the almonds, I would probably eat some of both of those if they were out, but but not a lot. The Hershey's candy corn bar was just too sweet. I, I don't think I could no. do that one again. Yeah, yeah, it was very sweet. So that was a fun taste test. At least you can hear our opinions of some fall treats yep. that are out there. As always, we end our podcast with the future festivities. This is for the week of September 9th. September 9th is Teddy Bear Day. September 10th, Swap Ideas Day. September 11th is 9-11 Remembrance Day. September 12th is Chocolate Milkshake Day. Woo! September 13th is Chinese Moon Festival. September 14th is National Cream-Filled Donut Day. Ooh! And September 15th, Wife Appreciation Day. Woo! That sounds like an awesome day. So for Sydney, Cole, Beth, and Randy, Happy Happy Fall Treats!